Good morning and welcome to our live broadcast at First Presbyterian Church. It is a joy to come into your home today with good news about God who loves you. We are located in beautiful Uptown Columbus on the corner of 11th and 1st. We would love for you to join us for worship or just stop by and say hello. At First Presbyterian Church, we welcome you with grace and gratitude for God's love. Good morning. I'm going to be doing the first lesson, Matthew 6, 31 through 33. So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. The word of the Lord. Good morning. My name is Keaton Cud, and I will be reading the second lesson, Luke chapter 16, verses 8 through 13. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness, for the sons of the world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, and I tell you, make friends for yourself by means of unrighteous wealth, so then when it fails, you may receive into the eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in very much, and one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. If you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in which that is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. I am Boyd Bickerstaff and I'm a junior at Columbus High. How should Christians view YOLO? The acronym that stands for, you only live once. You know what? For breakfast, I'm going to eat chips and chocolate. YOLO! Or instead of studying for that test, I'm going to go out and have fun with my friends. YOLO! Although these sound like something I would definitely do, it's not what God wants us to do by making the most out of our lives. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. We should enjoy the blessings of life that God has given us and live the most through Him. We must not focus on the things that are un not important, but on the things that, has, that God has put in our life for a purpose. Yellow should motivate us to take the most. Yellow should motivate us to take the most out of things that matter and not the unimportant details. Solomon said, "The conclusion, when all has been heard, is fear God and keep His commandments, because this applies to every person." Because God saved us, we will follow his ways so we can be saved. He died on the cross for us, giving up his life, even when he knew we would disobey him, knowing that we would be sinful towards him. He knew that we would ignore his ways and make our own path instead of taking his. Because he died for us, we should live the most out of our life, following him and obeying his ways. Because God is always faithful to us, we should be faithful in him. God has given us opportunities that sometimes we must take. Some of the opportunities given to us may be out of our comfort zone. I have experienced something like this. I was with the youth as an eighth grader at a volunteer trip called One Block, One Vision. 
Many churches from the same area in Columbus came together to spread God's love by doing mission work around our community. Each person got to pick what they wanted to do for the weekend. Some people chose yard work or going to a nursing home or just cleaning up around the area. I chose to spread God's word by simply going around Columbus and talking to people who might need it and asking to pray with them. For the start of our day, for the start of our day, we prayed together and our leader led us in worship in a quick lesson. He told us to pray and to ask God to send us someone that we could see that day and to ask God to speak to us through that person. At first, I was thinking to myself, there is no way that this is going to work. Pray about someone and wait for God to put some random boy in my head? Our leader talked about his stories and I thought it was so amazing what God did for him and how incredible things like that can work out. I wanted that experience in that story, so I prayed and I prayed, hoping that someone would come to my head. I had a few thoughts, but they weren't really speaking to me like they should have. Finally, something came to my head, a little boy wearing a red shirt, red sneakers, and a gold necklace. I knew this boy was the one I was going to see. We decided to go to some apartments and play with the kids and bring them water and sandwiches. The whole ride over to the apartments, I was so nervous. I knew, that one, I knew that God was speaking to me and wanted me to do this, but was this too out of my comfort zone? Was I sure that I wanted to do this, basically walk up to a boy I had never met and ask to pray with him? But why would I turn this down, right? We arrived and we had been there for a few hours and I still hadn't seen the boy yet. I was starting to get frustrated and a little anxious. Finally, my friend came running down the sidewalk, screaming that he had seen my boy. There he was, red shirt, red shoes, and a gold necklace. I was so shocked. I walked up to the boy and started a conversation. He had never really talked about God before and didn't know much about him. I asked if I could pray with him and I told him how amazing God really was. After I finished, I knew what I had done for that boy. He had a light shining off of his face and I knew that I had done something good. God not only gives you amazing chances, but he puts people in your life for a reason. A few weeks ago, Reverend Danny talked about the difference between an apostle and a disciple. An apostle is someone who goes out and spreads God's word, and a disciple is someone who is a follower of, of a leader. After listening to Reverend Danny's sermon that day, I knew not only was I a disciple, but I was an apostle for, a boy, for, that, for God and for that little boy. People may be put in our life, and we may not know why and what it will do for us, but God has a reason and is putting that person in front of you at exactly the right time. Use what God gives you to make a new friend or to make someone smile. God gives you these chances, sometimes with people and sometimes with opportunities. Be that apostle and trust God and what he's going to do for you. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3.6 Acknowledge what he does for you. He's going to put you on the right path and will lead you to, lead you to something amazing. I knew that God was giving me an amazing opportunity. I took my chances and trusted that he would send me in the right direction. Take those chances God gives you. Reach out to the people you would never have thought to talk to. Listen to God. Trust him as your father, because in the end, it is something you won't regret. Good morning. My name is Katherine Livingston, and I am a sophomore at Columbus High School. When I was in middle school, High School Musical was one of my favorite movies. I watched it over and over again, and I had the soundtrack on repeat on my iPod. 
High School Musical and other similar movies preach to kids my age that you only live once and that you should grab a hold of exciting opportunities as they come your way. If you do this, your life will be full of singing and dancing. I really like my school, but my high school experience hasn't turned out to resemble High School Musical that much. As I look around at my classmates and my friends, I see that many of us are struggling with stress and anxiety. For some of us, it is all focused on grades. We compete on GPAs, class ranks, and the types of college letters we begin receiving as early as ninth grade. For others of us, we compete on the athletic fields. Do we make the starting lineup? Do we play varsity? Are we named to the Bi-City Athletes of the Year list? And for others still, social pressures cause great stress. Do we fit in? What kind of car do we drive? Where do we buy our clothes? We are not alone in this. In 2017, a research group from Columbia University found that depression rates were increasing in the United States. They estimated that 1.9 million more people in, the, in America are experiencing dep clinical depression now than just 10 years ago. The study also found that the highest rate of increase was among children and teenagers ages 12 to 17. I believe that stress students feel pl plays a significant role in this increase. In high, in high school, it seems that perfection is the standard we are all operating under. And with this as our standard, we all fall short. That's why Matthew chapter six is ultimately so important for us. Jesus states in verses 31 through 34, so do not worry saying, what shall I eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I have read these verses several times, and I have to admit, I find them very confusing. They seem to contradict much of the teaching that I have received in my life. Work hard, be responsible, strive to meet your full potential. Don't put off until tomorrow what you can complete today. We all know that food does not just appear on our tables or clothes appear in our closets. Our parents and increasingly we ourselves have to work and plan for these material necessities. And we all know that saying that little prayer before a test we didn't study for rarely has good consequences. So what is it that Jesus is telling us? Is he allowing us to goof off and forget about the future? I don't think so. I think we are being reminded that we cannot let earthly needs and desires take over our lives. Because when they do, we neglect God and we neglect ourselves. Doing well in school is a good thing, as is training hard and, and excelling in sports. Having friends and feeling confident socially are also very good things. But it seems that we have taken them too far. We have made false idols out of success and popularity and we end up worshiping these idols in ways that cause us pain. 
Jesus instructs us to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. For us today, this means that we do not have to struggle and fight so much that we make ourselves sick. The important moments of life are not always set off into the future. The present is not just a training ground for what is to come. Instead, we can slow down, laugh with our friends, sign up for classes that interest us, and go on vacation with our family without worrying about a few mispractices. And yes, we can even sing and dance in the halls. God has given us this one life to live in his image, and we must live that life fully. By doing so, we will take care of ourselves spiritually and heal ourselves emotionally along the way. I ask for God's help for myself and for all of us as we try to uphold his will and vision for our lives. Hello, I'm Amy Van Dorn, a junior at Columbus High School, and I must admit I was pretty surprised that we chose YOLO for our theme for Youth Sunday this year. But I was interested to see how we would translate the message to our lives. Once I started hearing the other youth perspectives on YOLO, I realized that YOLO not only provides an inspiring message for certain moments, but an important guiding light, one that we can follow in order to live our best lives. A few months ago, we helped a woman named Mahalia, an elderly woman who lost her son a few years ago. We all came together as one and helped clean out her house, teaching us the value of teamwork and also kindness, and how much we can truly do if we put our minds to it. Mahalia inspired us, and as a result, she's changed our lives. She's changed the future. When I started researching different ways that YOLO can be seen in the real world, I stumbled upon a story about another woman named Mahalia. This Mahalia was Mahalia Jackson, a very, very famous singer from the 1960s, an important part of the civil rights movement. During the March on Washington, Martin Luther King Jr. gave a speech that many of us remember today, and have drawn inspiration from. But that speech wouldn't have been so powerful if it wasn't for Mahalia. A few minutes in, she recognized that MLK's speech wasn't necessarily conveying his true emotion, so she yelled out into the crowd. She yelled, tell him about the dream, Martin. And that's when he started using the powerful phrase, I have a dream. If it weren't for Mahalia, that speech wouldn't have been the I have a dream speech, which has changed so many lives for the better. That moment when she yelled, tell him about the dream, she embodied what YOLO should stand for. You only live once should give us the courage to speak up and do what we believe in. This courage from the saying YOLO was given to us by God as evident in Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear for the Lord our God is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. We are given courage by God to speak up. And do, and when we do, we will always have the love of the Lord. Following in the example of Mahalia, we can make such amazing change if we just stand up and do what we believe in in the moments that count. Not only does YOLO give us courage in certain moments, but it can also change your outlook on life. You only live once. You only live once. What are you going to do with that one life? When you think about it, YOLO makes us question our intentions and then our actions. It makes you want to go out and help, and maybe in the process, enact some positive change. Sometimes YOLO can inspire people after tragedies. The Parkland shooting made many students realize that 
Life was fleeting, and they wanted to do something special with that one life. It gave them courage to speak on a national stage that can be horrifying to many people. They're able to express their opinions and do what they believe in because they were given the courage to stand up and try to make change. They've created lasting moments. And when I remember YOLO, I try to recognize that everyone around me deserves goodness and not just teen angst. So instead of maybe going on my phone, I'll look up and give some smiles in the hope that maybe I'll lift someone's spirits. And with that thought, my own spirits are lifted. YOLO can be about one instance of courage that allows you to enact change, whether it be being able to speak up for something you believe in, to creating beautiful and lasting moments that can inspire people of all races and creeds. Good morning. There's a saying. There's your plan and then there's God's plan. God's plans are confusing and unclear, but they always involve someone that believes in him carrying out his word. Even if something seems spontaneous, like deciding to ask about a dream, it is the product of God's influence. Every opportunity God gave you is an opportunity to act in his name. He gives you the chance to change the life of a young boy, the chance to change the way someone sees the world. So the next time you're faced with the chance to serve God, remember God gave you that chance. You are God's followers. You are God's children. Christians have had an effect on the world throughout time, not by completing earthly goals, but by acting in his name to complete his immortal goals. Remember that you only live once. You only have one chance to serve God, and you only have one chance to do so in a worthwhile way. Will you buckle under society's pressure or stand tall as you live under God's standards? How will you take the time that you have to help people? If this was your only chance to make a difference in the world, would you do it any differently? We are here to spread God's message, not just with our words, but with our actions. You only live once. You have to make sure it counts.